all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew, and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seats Studio. Use the promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. And now the Saints, look, they had obviously two huge wins in a row by beating the Seahawks on the road, then coming home and beating a really good Dallas team. Both those teams were undefeated until the Saints played them, until the Saints beat them. These games, as we know without Drew Brees, and to be 3-1 and one right now feels really good. I said I wanted to be 3-1 and one from the beginning of the year. That was kind of where I wanted the Saints to be. I thought they were going to lose to the Seahawks, not the Rams, but it is what it is there, and that's really what happens. So nothing bad here from the Saints right now. We're on a pretty high note. Now, obviously, there are things to work on, and we're obviously going to talk about that, and especially on this offense who really hasn't hit a rhythm, especially when you're getting down to the red zone and stuff like that. So that's obviously got to change. But the defense is really playing its best football in a very long time. I think it's playing even better football than it did last year, even at the end of the season. It's playing, it's been so good. So you got to give these guys so much credit and how they've become the catalyst for this team compared to obviously in years past, it's been the offense. And now they're really scheming for the defense to win the game and kind of that offense to be the complement. And obviously that's going to change when Drew Brees comes back. But for now, that's really big. That is a really big thing that this Saints team has done. And I think you got to give it off to Dennis Allen, obviously, you got to give it off to Cam Jordan, all, everybody, because this defense has came up and stepped up, but for this episode, we are going to be previewing the Saints versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers game in the Dome, it will be Sunday at 12 p.m. Uh, Central Time, and then 1 p.m. Eastern Time, that's the time zone I'm at, so finally, the Saints got an early game, they've been having late games the whole year to start off the year, so it'll be nice to have just a nice uh, early game, we'll have the rest of the day, hopefully to celebrate, but we'll see what happens there. So we're going to get into our notes, then we're going to get into our intriguing matchups, then we will finish off with our group-by-group group preview, and then we have one Houdat Nation fan question sent in by you guys. So can't wait to answer that. So I think we're just going to get right into our notes here as the Saints are favored in this game by three points. They have a 59.2% chance to win by the ESPN football power indexer. So that's that's good. That's very, very good. Having them favored in a game hasn't happened in a while since week one. So that's obviously really big there. The Saints are 8-0 in their last eight games in October. They swept in 2017 and they swept in 2018. So let's hope they can keep that trend going. Also, you definitely have to look at that the Saints split the last two years with the Buccaneers in 2017 they kind of lost a meaning meaningless game and then last year they lost the first game of the season versus Tampa Bay so very very interesting here to see the Saints come out see what they can do against the Bucks especially at home which they didn't win a game against the Bucks at home since 2017 obviously because they lost last year so that's going to be really interesting to look at see if this team I feel like the Bucks they're extremely streaky and right now they're on a hot streak, especially their offense. You got to look at it. They were able to obviously win a huge game at the Rams, who did lose Thursday Night Football, but 
but they're obviously still a good team, so we can't obviously take them lightly, and you gotta can't take the Bucks lightly just for beating, you know, a supposedly a three and two team. They beat a good team. And you got to look at the Bucks. They played the Giants very well. And that same Giants team just crushed the, the Redskins. So let's just see what happens here. Look, the Bucks are playing good football for now, but that can end very quickly. Jameis Winston is, a lot of people say it, but he's consistent for one thing. And that is being inconsistent and inconsistent. So to me, you, if you're the Saints, you got to give him different looks to make him become inconsistent, make him throw some throws that he doesn't want to throw. You got to confuse him, which is pretty easy to do. And you got to get four man rush against the blitz. Winston can go out and ball out. So you got to get there with four men. And I'm actually really confident that the Saints could do that. But anyway, that is very good there, especially looking at this team. I think they'll be able to hopefully break that streak of kind of the splits and hopefully sweep the Bucks this year. Also, Sheldon Rankin's back. He basically played, as I said in the last video, he played a decent amount. I think he played half the snaps. Obviously, we want him to play a lot more, but again, he'll be progressing back, and that's obviously really good. Drew Brees was back at practice Thursday, and basically what he was doing, he was just going through his drills, doing what he's got to do. Obviously, he wasn't even limited. He didn't practice, but at least he was there with the team, so that's obviously really good. You can see definitely he's energized with that, so that's obviously very good there. So, I think that's going to wrap up our notes, and before we get into our intriguing matchups, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion, and now we are going to talk about our intriguing matchups, because look, there are a few matchups, I think, that are going to win this game or lose this game for the Saints, and that's going to be very interesting to look at, and it's won and lost in games against the Bucks in the past. So first, we're going to start off probably the biggest matchup, so go big if started off here, and that's going to be Lattimore and Apple versus Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Obviously, when you look at this, Mike Evans and Lattimore has been one of the best um, duos here when they play each other. They're really, when they go against each other, it's like it's a great matchup. You Lattimore sometimes steps up, has some really big games. Mike Evans has some big games. It's It's been a really good to see them go at it. It's very interesting, and it will be no different on Sunday here. I can't wait to see this matchup. I really want to see if Lattimore can come through. Both have played their best games last week. So now we're going to see who's going to be better. That's going to be really interesting. Eli Apple, on paper, does not match up very well against the speedster and Chris Godwin, who's really coming into his own this year, but we'll see what he can do. He also had his best game. I think both, look, Apple, to me, has played well, and same with Godwin, so we're going to see what happens, which one's going to win. I think, overall, it's probably going to be Lattimore being, being able to contain, excuse me there, being able to contain Mike Evans, and then I think Godwin is poised for a big game in this one. I think he's probably going to go over 100. I think this, look, I don't think it's going to kill the Saints, and but I, I also don't think the Saints are going to put up only 10 points, their defense. I don't think they're only going to give up 10 points. I don't think the Saints are only going to put up 12 points. I don't think it's going to be the same game like the Dallas game. So to me, that's kind of just what we're looking at here, and I do think that Lattimore is going to be able to Maybe not shut down Evans, but I think he'll have less than 100 yards, no touchdowns. I think he's going to do a really good job against uh, Evans. And then Apple is going to get help with Godwin, so hopefully that will help. But I could see Godwin having a big day. I don't, again, I think he'll go over 100 yards. I don't know if he'll, I think he'll probably catch a touchdown if he goes over 100 yards. But I could easily see him getting stopped too. So we'll see what happens. But you, know, you have good plays. You're looking at Marcus Williams, who's played very well. And you're also looking at Von Bell, who's played really well. So they should give 
help with Godwin. So that's going to be really interesting. But they, you got to give it to the Bucks. They have a really good uh, duo here, and they're playing good right now. So the Saints duo on the cornerbacks are going to have to stop them. So we'll see what happens there. I think that's going to be big. And a big thing, which is not about the matchups, but if they're going to stop these two, you're going to have to get pressure as well. If you give Winston less time and give him less developing routes, it'll be much better on Eli Apple and Marshawn Lattimore because that's really big. They love the deep balls. They love the deep plays. And they have that offense where bang, 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 and they like to score quick. And you got to stop that. The Saints are obviously not so good against that, so they'll obviously have to stop that. So that's going to be really interesting to look at there. Our next intriguing matchup is going to be Alvin Kamara versus the Tampa Bay linebackers without Quan Alexander, who left in free agency. That's going to be really big to see because Alexander was the one who really went up against Lattimore, uh, not Lattimore, excuse me, uh, Alvin Kamara, and he did a very good job. You got to give him some credit here because you're coming up here, you have Alexander, especially in that last game that the Saints played against the Buccaneers, Alvin Kamara less than 100 yards all purpose. That's obviously really big when looking at this game, and you, you got to give them credit where credit's due because looking at it without Alexander, where do the Bucks go? Now, could they bracket Kamara? Sure, but that's probably not likely. They don't have a cornerback like the like the Cowboys do out of the backfield. So this can mean a big day for Alvin Kamara, and that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting a big day from him, even though he had a bad game in his last game. Without Alexander playing him, without basically they were playing one-on-one, not all one-on-one, obviously they gave him help, but when looking at their other linebackers here, Levante David's not going to stop him. Devin White's too young, probably. Kamara could still beat him there. Shaquille Barrett, he's been really in the, in the when he pass rushes, obviously he's been amazing, but he's not going to be able to guard Kamara. And that's kind of really what we're looking at here. Anyone in the, in the secondary, their secondary is not good. So to me, I think this is going to be a huge game for Kamara. I think he's going to win big time against Tampa Bay linebackers, and I think it's going to be really big there. And then our third intriguing matchup is going to be Teddy Bridgewater versus their secondary. Kind of good transition here because we were just talking about how bad their secondary is. This is going to be a big game for Bridgewater to step up, have a big game here, and the Saints, if they're able to run the ball, win play action, short passes, throw a couple of shots down the field, they'll be able to put up a lot of points on this, to me, bad Buccaneers defense. They have an awful secondary, yes. They do have the pass rush. They have Ndamukong Sue, they have Vita Vey, who may play as questionable, may not. And then they also obviously have the sack leader, Shaquille Barrett, who's the hottest hottest sack leader right now coming in. I believe he has nine sacks. I, I saw it yesterday. I'm like, am I reading this correctly? Yeah. Nine sacks in four games. It's crazy. So you obviously going to have... And he's a speed rusher, which is not that good. So he's probably going to go up against Armstead, and Armstead's going to have to do good, who didn't do good against the speed rusher in Quinn last week. So it's going to be very interesting there to look at. And then also, they do have Carl Nassib, who can come up and play. They have a very good defensive rush here so if the saints are able to block get to that secondary it's no shot they got no shot because who's going up against michael thomas vernon hargraves definitely not there carlton davis definitely definitely not there so they're going to probably have to bracket him if they want to stop him and that's going to give a lot of opportunities to traquan smith who looks like he's going to play in this one he's questionable but i think he's going to play and then also you're going to give opportunities to ted ginn jared cook i think jared cook this this could be the game we'll have to see but I think the Saints got to take some big shots against this bad secondary because they'll be able to win. And I think Bridgewater can kind of pick him apart here, especially if you're able to kind of stop this pass rush, which has been very, very good. You got to give him credit where credit's due. But that's kind of what it is there. I think they're, the Saints could go up there and definitely throw all over and run all over this defense, which is not very good. I, I don't think the Bucks defense is good. They obviously have a few 
really good players, especially their linebacking core is not bad, especially against in rushing the quarterback. They're good and they're fast, but they're not the best in they don't really go up against what the Saints are good at. They do a lot of bad things what the Saints are good at and the Saints strengths they have weaknesses. So I think that's going to be big for this team. So Teddy Bridgewater, I think the Saints are going to win this game on Teddy Bridgewater. I think that that's where they're going to win it here. They're going to win it on his arm. I think they're going to probably tailor the game to him to get the run game, to get the offense going. And I think I think the offense is going to score more than 30 points in this one. Maybe I'm going crazy and maybe that's that. But I think this offense, the Saints offense, is going to be able to step up in a big way after a, a game last week where they got completely helped by this defense and they won the game because of defense. I think it's not going to be the opposite. I don't think it's going to be a, the Bucks are going to put up over 30 points. But that's kind of just what I'm thinking there. So that is going to do it for our intriguing matchups. A lot of great matchups in this one and a lot of things to look forward to. The Saints play the Bucks a lot, obviously, in the division opponents. So you kind of know what to expect. You kind of know what they're going to do against the Saints and try to how to beat them. And that's probably the same with the Bucks. If you're going to go on a Bucks podcast, you're probably going to see the same things that they're, the, they think the Saints will do against them that they've done for a while. Sean Payton, obviously, is going to go back to things that worked against the Bucks. So now let's move over to our group-by-group preview here as we're going to start with our quarterbacks and then go all the way down to our special teams if you don't know how this works basically we go by through every uh group here and then we're just going to say who has the edge saints or bucks and then at the end i'll give my score and prediction of this game so starting off with quarterbacks i'm gonna go the saints i think teddy bridgewater is better than Jameis winston Jameis winston is very very streaky and yes he's played better than teddy bridgewater in the last few games but that can change quickly. Jameis Winston could go off for four interceptions, one touchdown, and 150 yards next week against the Saints. And I wouldn't be surprised after he went off and completely torched the Rams and he torched the Giants, which is obviously torching the Giants is no big accomplishment, but torching the Rams is. So you got to give him credit there, but too streaky. And I think this is the game where he kind of falls off. And Teddy Bridgewater, I think it's going to come up. I think he'll have, I think a better game than he did against the Seahawks. I think the Saints are going to put it together in this one. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'm kind of optimistic that the Saints are going to come up. They're going to be able to move the ball down the field and convert in the red zone. And I think Sean Payne's going to throw a couple of new plays there. Maybe he gets us to taste some more in the red zone because it, it just hasn't worked. you got to try something new. And I think Sean Payton, he's an innovator. He's going to do that. So I think we got to look at that. And that's going to be the most important thing. And that's why I think Teddy is going to outplay Winston in this one. That's kind of just what I'm thinking here. Obviously, Winston, he's played well. He has over 1,000 yards. He's... 1,100 yards, over 1,100 yards even. He's got nine touchdowns, five picks, which is not great, but nine touchdowns in four games is pretty good. You're going to obviously times that by four to get his kind of what he's going to do for the season, and that's 36 touchdowns. That's obviously very, very good. Obviously, the 20 picks wouldn't be good because he's already got five picks. It just shows how streaky he is. He's a streaky player. He obviously is good against the blitz. That's kind of what we know. He's good at throwing the deep ball, but if you're able to get pressure on him with four men, he's nothing, and, he, and, and he's going to make a lot of mistakes. In the game, he will make bonehead mistakes. That's kind of what it's going to happen. And he did, even against the Rams, even though he played so good against the Rams, he didn't do very good. And not that he didn't do very good, but he had a few plays that were just like, what? Like at the end of the game, he gave on a pick, on their pick six. Like, why are you throwing that? That's kind of just what I'm saying here is, look, he was good. He was great against Rams. Threw for 385 yards, four touchdowns. But he's going to still make those bonehead plays. He's not going to be efficient. He never was efficient. And he's never, and he's going to keep on not being efficient. And I think that's where the Saints really do very good against quarterbacks that aren't efficient, that don't that don't throw a lot of completions. It's hard to beat the Saints. Obviously, the deep ball is going to help him a lot. And that's what he's good at. But I think overall, you to beat the Saints, especially their, their defense, you get big plays. And then you're able to then basically be able to throw over them. 
especially in the short passing game. It's very big. Winston's not very good in that. After you throw the deep balls, then you get everyone pushed back, and then you throw the short. That hap- that's what they did with Ryan Fitzpatrick in the first week. So that's kind of that was the formula to beating them. And I think with James Winston, you can't do that. So I think that helps with the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater, we talked about him. So that's kind of just what I'm thinking here. I, th- I think Bridgewater will outplay him. Skill position players, I'm going to give it a tie here, give it a push. Again, they do have good skill position players. They have a great wide receiver duo with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. It doesn't look like Rashad Perryman's going to play, so that's going to bring up guys like Scotty Miller, Bobo Wilson. Again, that's, that's, that's good in the Saints' favor. No slot player here to really hurt the Saints. O.J. Howard, their running backs, Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones Jr., uh, Ronald Jones II, I'm sorry. And um, those guys, they're no Alvin Kamara. So that's kind of what it is there. I'd take Jared Cook over O.J. Howard. That's up to you. Um, I think that's kind of what I'm looking at here. But their receiving core is better than the Saints. So maybe you want to give a little edge to the Saints, but overall I think it's going to be around the same here. Godwin and Mike Evans have shown out this year, and they've been really good. And even Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones haven't been bad. Looking at both those guys, they've been able to run the ball. They've been able to do some good things. It's not like they have completely abandoned the run, the Bucks. so that's obviously good. They've done enough to win some games. That's really good. You're looking at Ronald Jones. He's been the kind of the main back. He has the most yards, and he's got over four yards to carry. He's doing his thing. And uh, Saints will obviously have to stop that there. But looking at the Saints, Michael Thomas, probably the best player on the field, second best player on the field will be Alvin Kamara out of the skill position players, or you could swap them, whatever way you want to put them. And then I think the Bucks players are. So that's why you may want to give a little edge to the Saints. But overall, I mean, the Saints have the best players, no depth. I think the Bucks have a lot of depth with their skill position players, and that's big for them. So that's why it's kind of split, in my opinion. Moving over to the O-line, I'm going to give the Saints the edge. Even though the penalties have killed them, they've still done a pretty relatively good job. Not last game. They played a bad game in the offensive line last game, but they played good against the Seahawks, played good against the Texans, and they've had two bad games to come out here. And not like they played awful against the, uh, the Cowboys. They were able to run the ball, but it just was a little shoddy, and that's got to stop. We all know that. Looking at there, and but to me, we still have five Pro Bowlers, and Ryan Ramchek's played outstanding. Taron Armstead's played okay, again, up and down. Eric McCoy's been up and down. Pete's been up and down. You have a lot of guys that's just been up and down. Even Walford has been up and down. A lot of up and down. So we'll see how this team comes up here. I still think that they're a top five online, and you got to stop with the penalties. I think this is the week where they just bring it all together. That's just my opinion. Looking at the Bucks offensive line, they have Donovan Smith. They paid a lot of money to get him. He's a very good player. Then everyone else, not going to say they're no names, but you have DeMar Dotson, Alex Coppa, Ryan Jensen, Ali Marpet. Not, not, it's not a bad online, and they'll be able to protect Winston. They're okay, and I think... They've been able to protect Winston of late, which is why they've been successful. Especially against the Blitz, they've been very good. So you got to give them credit where credit's due. But if you're able to get them on the four-man Blitz, it's going to be a long game for the Bucks, And it probably will be a blowout for the Saints. So I think that's very big there. Before we move over to the defense, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back. And now we're going to talk about our defense here and how it stacks up against the Bucks here in our group by group preview. I think our D-line here started off. I'm going to go here with a edge to the Saints. If you look at their D-line, they obviously have Sue. That's a big one. Vita Vey, William Goldson, great players. And then you have the linebackers. If you wanted to add Carl Nassib and Shaquille Barrett, I'd probably give it a tie. But they're technically linebackers. So that goes into the linebacking category. 
So these three guys versus the Saints four. I'm taking the Saints four. They have Rankins, obviously. He's going to come back, probably play a lot more, probably start. That's huge. Obviously, you have Cameron Jordan. You have Marcus Davenport, who's playing amazing. Trey Hendrickson will, probably will be out for this game. But you get you get Rankins probably back at full strength, so the, the loss of Trey Hendrickson's not as much. So I think that's really big there. And overall, I think looking at the Saints D-line, it's played outstanding. It's been the reason that they've been very good. So you, to me, they've been one of the best in the league, and that's better than the Bucs. Bucs haven't played bad, but just... And, and they're going to get Vita Vey back, some players like that, but... I think overall the Saints have the edge. Right now they'll still have Onyemata. They have Butler, who's played outstanding. Malcolm Butler's been a huge free agent pickup for the Saints. I think overall, really, the Saints got the edge here, and it's, it's good. It's good for this team. Really big. Moving over to the linebackers, I'm going to give the edge to the Bucks here. Even though they lost Alexander in the offseason, they still have a solid, solid um, linebacking core here. Obviously, they added Dev, Devin Smith in the draft, LSU grad, so everyone knows about him. He's very, very good. He's probably going to play in this game, so that's big. He hasn't played. He was injured in a few games, so they're going to get him back. That's big. He's speedy. He's probably going to make try to make a lot of plays in this game, and the Saints obviously got to watch out for him. He may go one-on-one against Kamara. That may be interesting, but I just think he's too young, and I think Kamara will beat him a little too much here. Levante David, always been known as a hard hitter, speedy player, definitely good. And Shaquilla Barrett and Carl Nassib off the edge have been very good. You got to give them credit. They've been able to rush the quarterback. Obviously, Shaquille Barrett with nine sacks. Nine sacks. That's crazy. And he's been very, very good. So, look, it's not like the Saints linebackers played bad. Demario Davis has been outstanding, one of the best linebackers in the league, in my opinion. A.J. Klein made a big fumble, forced fumble last game. And then you're looking at Kiko Alonso, who's done good in the role he's asked to do, and that's very, very big for that. He played a good game last week. To me, he's just a better version of, like, a Manti Teo, and that's big. That's big for the Saints, especially when you're losing Anzalone there, so that's very big for the Saints. It's not like, it's not like the Saints have bad linebacking court. They play very well, but they got a great uh, Tampa. They got a great linebacking court, and it's better than the Saints, but Overall, you know, losing one category, it's not that big. Obviously, the end of the deal. And then moving over to the secondary, Saints in a big way. I think as well as they've been playing, Von Bell's been playing like a pro bowler. Marshawn Lattimore has been very good of late. Eli Apple's been very good of late. Marcus Williams is coming into his own, looking like how he was as a rookie. Overall, this secondary has been great. P.J. Williams has been good. Chauncey Garner-Johnson had a big pressure at the end of that game. Last week against the Cowboys, overall, really good job by the Saints. And it's going to be better than Vernon Hargraves, Carlton Davis, Mike Edwards, Jordan Whitehead. It's not, it's not that good. And the Saints will be able to throw on them. And I think I think that the Bucks may not be able to throw big on the Saints. So that's why, look, if the Saints get into a shootout with the Bucks, I don't know about our chances. But I don't think it's going to be the case. I think the Saints are going to be able to control the game, definitely put up points, and I think they'll stop the Bucks enough to win this football game. So final score is what you're looking at here. I'm going to go in the dome. Saints are only three-point favorites, but I think I think they're going to have a big game in this one. I think they're going to win 31-21 to 21 and defeat the Bucs in this one. I think that the Saints are going to be able to move the ball against the Bucs, control the game, and ultimately get the victory in this one. So that's what I'm going up here. The Saints had two huge wins against two of the best teams in football. Seahawks came in last night, beat a really good Rams team. The only loss they've had against the Saints. That's all you have to say. Same with the Cowboys. That's huge. And that's without Drew Brees. So that's why I'm thinking this Saints team, they're for real. They finally play a team that's not one of the best teams, a playoff team, one of the best teams in football, one of the best teams in the NFC. They finally don't play that team. That's really big. You're looking at the two, the NFC West leader and the NFC East leader, the Saints have played and beat. So that, that's all I'm going to say. Now the Saints play kind of a second-tier team. 
They played good of late, but I think the Saints are able going to be able to stop them, and I think it's going to be a big win for the Saints going in, especially to kind of go through five games, have a really good base of what this team's going to be. I kind of feel what this team's going to be, especially this week. I think it's going to be a little different. They're not going to put this game fully on the defense. They can't. The Buffs do have a pretty good offense. They have an explosive explosive offense, and you can't expect the Saints' defense to hold them. You know, maybe it will, but I, I don't see them ex- holding them to 10 points. I think they'll be able to score 20, 21, maybe a little more, but I think the Saints will do enough to win this game, and that's going to be really big there. I forgot special teams and coaching, but that's also... That's also for the Saints. Uh, sorry, guys, completely forgot about that. Saints special teamers, Morstead, Lutz, Deontay Harris, much better than what they're putting up with Bobo Wilson as their kick returner, punt returner, Bradley Pinnon, and uh, Matt Gay as their punter, uh, their kicker, I'm sorry. It's nothing. They have a lot of young guys there. They're trying to kind of get better. Saints obviously already have a really good special teams core, much better than what the... Bucks are putting up and coaching Sean Payton. He's going to be able to outcoach to me Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is a good coach, I think, and he's definitely a smart mind. But I think Sean Payton's just on another level. That's kind of what I'm thinking here. He's got his guys to play. He has got his guys to play without Drew Brees to a high level, and that's going to give him a lot of credit. He should be up there for Coach of the Year, and I think that's a really big thing when looking at the Saints. He, Sean Payton has got this team over another hurdle. Maybe I'm not going to say it's fully because I haven't obviously fully gotten over the Drew Brees hurdle, but they've gotten over. Now, this big stretch, four, first four games, the big stretch, I think that's a big hurdle to get your team over. Really good job, especially without your starting QB for three, uh, two and a half games, two and three quarters of games. That's huge. Really good job by Sean Payton there. So before we wrap up this podcast, we are going to answer our only Houdat Nation fan question, and that's going to be from SaintsFan9, and he asked on Twitter, should we sign Des Bryant? So here's the thing. Everyone, you have people saying not to sign Des Bryant, which I completely understand. If the Saints, let's say Traquan Smith doesn't play, or he gets hurt, or he gets hurt again. Ted Ginn, what if he gets hurt? I think if someone gets hurt, I think they should sign him. They they don't have enough depth. And the Saints, I think in mid-year, will make a move for a wide receiver, whoever it is. They probably will trade for him. But especially when Drew Brees comes back, you bring a wide receiver with Brees. That's huge. I think that the Saints will either... They could bring in a Des Bryant, it's possible, but I think they're more aptly like to trade for one, especially if another one goes down. Because what you're looking at, you have Mike Thomas, who's a full number one. Ted Ginn hasn't played very well to get your number two. Drop the ball. Not good. Jared Cook hasn't been your guy so far. So you're going to give him a few more weeks, especially. Draquan Smith hasn't played. He was good, but then didn't play. Hurt. Who's there? Nobody. If uh, Keith Kirkwood, out, hurt. You're going to have to see what's happening here. I really would like to see them get another receiver, and I think it will happen probably in a few weeks. If another injury happens, I think they'll sign Dez when he comes back healthy. I think that's a big thing for Brian, and I think that will continue to will continue to see and monitor that situation. But I think if Traquan Smith, Ted King go down again, they're going to need another receiver, and I think Dez is a good player that can do that. Kind of knows the same system a little bit, was with them all last year. So overall, I think that is a player that they could sign. And everyone's saying that Des, he's still Des Bryant. And I don't think he'd have a big ego. I just don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of just what I'm feeling there, what the Saints are trying to do. And I think you can't you can't go into the playoffs with one wide receiver that you trust. Just can't. And I'm sorry. I, I know people don't want to get Des Bryant, or they think the ego's big, or they don't want to trade for Stephon Diggs, which I don't either. I don't think the Saints can trade for Stephon Diggs. I don't think they can trade for um, A.J. Green. Salary's not there. But Des Bryant, you could sign. And I think he's a player that can come in here, 
give the Saints reps that they need, and be a legitimate number two receiver or number three receiver. The Saints need that really badly. Especially if now we're at week eight and Jared Cook only has three catches for 20 yards every game. That's kind of what he's averaging. Then we're in big trouble. And then you're probably going to see a decrease in how other people are playing because eventually someone's going to learn how to stop Kamara or at least contain Kamara, or maybe he's just too good. But eventually someone's going to try to slow him down. Same with Mike Thomas. Someone, especially in the playoffs, you're going to find teams with the personnel that can stop them. And then you're going to see what happens here. And you're, they're going to, Saints are going to have to rely on someone else. I would love to have another receiver there instead of a Ted Ginn. You could have a Ted Ginn and a Des Bryant. It could be really big. Or I would love to see a slot receiver. We'll see if Emmanuel Sanders becomes available with the Broncos 0-4. Maybe they keep, let's say they're 1-7 at our bye week. I think we can pull a trigger on that. That's a possibility I can look at. Slot receiver, because I think that's what we need the most. I think Des Bryant can be a big guy in the slot. And I think if he wants to play football, it's a perfect situation for him. And I think he could come up to the Saints and do really good. Supposedly, he's coming back more healthy than he was even when he was on the Saints before, before he tore his Achilles. So we'll see what happens here, but that's kind of just what I'm thinking here with Des and what I think that he could be a possible sign. If if we come up in two weeks and we still have these same problems or three weeks and there's no fix, you got to fix it some way because it's a glaring problem and you got to at least try again because the Saints have tried. You got to give them credit. They did go out and get Cameron Meredith. It didn't work. Then they drafted Drake one Smith. Hasn't worked it yet. Well, we'll see what happens. He's played good when he's on the field so far. So let's see if he can continue that. Probably will play this week and so on. That's another guy that you got to look at. And then they also draft. They didn't draft, but they had some undrafted free agents. Obviously, that's not going to work out. It's tough. So really, and then they obviously signed Jared Cook. And then none of them have worked. So you got to keep trying. You got to keep trying. And I think Des can be another person that comes in here does that. Maybe it's another receiver, but you're saying a Des Bryant-like receiver. I can see the Saints definitely bringing him back. I think Des Bryant could be on the top of the list because he won't have a high salary. So I think that's really big, especially when looking at that. The Saints, they don't have $13 million to spend. They only have five. So even Emmanuel Sanders, you're going to have to dump cap somewhere, and I don't think you really want to do that. I'd rather sign someone. Obviously, Emmanuel Sanders is a really impact player, so I would pick him up if possible. And I would move salary so I can pick him up. But if you're looking at a guy, like, if you're going to pick up, I don't know, someone in the slot. Let's say you're getting, like, a uh, Cole Beasley. Just throwing it out there. He's a guy that, let's say he's getting paid $7, 8000000 I wouldn't move $3 million, Cut Somehow, I wouldn't do that to trade a fifth-round pick. I'd rather just have Des Bryant. And you don't have to do anything because I think he's better. So that, that's just kind of what I think there when looking at these receivers. That's just kind of what I think. But with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you enjoy what we're doing here and haven't followed us on our various platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the this, on Instagram at Discussion, and then you could listen to anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can listen to us, subscribe to us for sure, iTunes, Google Music, and then obviously Spotify, other stuff as well. So really anywhere you listen to your podcast, we are on. So definitely check that out. Also send questions in. We're on Twitter at the this, as I said before. Send us a question on there. If you guys have any questions after the Buffs game or stuff like that, we'll definitely answer them. We love answering your questions for sure. But I think the Saints, I think they're going to be able to ride this hot streak, keep going. And I think they'll probably, I think they'll have a good game in this one. I'm excited to see them play another. Obviously, everyone is, but excited to see them play. And now they're not playing like the best team. They're not playing on prime time. I think this is a good game for the Saints to get into a real groove going in later in the season. So I think that's really big there so with all that said i want to say thank you finish the deal and who that